From Marie Claire Beauty Crew and InStyle, you're listening to Get Lippy, the podcast that lifts the lid on all things beauty. I'm Carly Orman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. I'm Eantha Yu, acting beauty director of Marie Claire. And I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. On today's ep, we have Jay Edwards, who's going to be talking us through colouring your own hair at home. Should you colour your hair at home? Yes and no. Would you ever try it? Oh, it stresses me out. Well, my hair's yeah. quite light, so probably yeah. not. Yeah, if I was covering greys, yes. Bleaching and balayage and things that require technique, oh, I don't think I could do that. Well, he may he may make you change your mind. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see. Stay we'll tuned. see what Jay can do. And then we're also going to be talking about at-home hair removal because COVID, we can't go to our salons to get waxed, lasered, tweezed and all the rest that also sounds horrifying to me (laughs) (laughs) scary at home laser oh i'm more terrified of the at home wax strips oh yes me too it's been a long time since i've been down that road so (laughs) i'm excited to hear what he has to say (laughs) but first up guys we're going to be talking gosh but a very covid focused episode today but it's all very relevant because we're going to be talking about why your skin is freaking out right now now there is one exception and I'm looking at her, is the Anthony you because her skin looks bloody perfect and apparently she's had the best skin of her life in it isolation. It's is so weird. So being in isolation, my skin has actually improved and I think it's because I'm sleeping more, like I'm sleeping for longer, like more hours, but my sleep is broken. So I don't know whether my skin actually likes the fact that I'm in bed and resting and that <laughs> sort of thing more or I don't know what it is. But thank you, COVID. My skin is great. Okay, well, you are the 1%, mate, because everyone else is breaking out, yeah. skin is dry, it's itchy, it's it's not a fun time. So I wanted to talk through why the heck that's happening because I'm sure you would have assumed, oh, well, I'm not going out, so I'm not really exposed to pollution and environmental aggressors, I'm not wearing makeup, I'm doing more masks, I'm using fun new skincare products to tackle my issues, my skin should be peak. Well, no. It's not. So why? What's happening? And look, the biggest contributor to all of this is stress and anxiety. So when your body is going through stress and anxiety, look, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a doctor and can explain the ins and outs of cortisol and hormones and all the rest, but I do know that when you are stressed and when you're anxious, that throws your hormones completely out of whack. And when your hormones are out of whack, that's when your skin it shows it. And like, if you've been getting pimples on your chin or around your jaw, that's your hormones fault. So stress and anxiety is a really, really big thing. And we're all feeling stressed and anxious right now. Even like for me, I don't feel outwardly stressed or anxious, but I know it's showing in other ways. So subconsciously, you may not even know how stressed and anxious you are, Anna. And if your skin is angry, you're stressed and anxious. Um, Another element is being indoors and the lack of fresh air. So like I said, you know, you may have thought, oh, you know, environmental aggressors like pollution may have been compromising your skin. The lack of vitamin D and fresh air is also impacting your skin barrier. And the skin barrier is what's keeping your skin looking healthy and fresh and dewy and plump and delicious. And another thing is if you live in an aircon department and you're relying on aircon and rather than fresh air to cool down, that's drying out your skin. Now, Iantha, you mentioned that you're sleeping longer and that could be why your skin is looking so good because a lack of sleep due to stress and anxiety. I mean, like who hasn't had a COVID nightmare or weird oh, ass dream? Every night. Yeah. Every yeah. night. Yeah. Also increased exposure to blue light because, you know, we're on right. our phones, we're on our computers for a few more hours because we're all working from home. All of that blue light, 
all of the stress, all of the anxiety, we're sleeping worse. And we mentioned a few episodes ago that a good night's sleep is what can help your skin really regenerate, heal, improve collagen production. And so a bad night's sleep, you're not getting all those things and that can leave your skin and body feeling stressed out, dehydrated, and that means it's completely ripe for inflammation, which may look like breakouts, dullness, dryness, eczema, psoriasis if you're prone to those skin conditions. So, you know, even though you're lazing about on the couch, maybe watching Netflix, if you're not getting proper rest when your body should be resting, that's going to mess with your skin. Another thing is, I don't know about you guys, but my diet and exercise are completely out the window. I mean, my routine is definitely out of whack. I, I've been eating okay, probably drinking a little bit too much, but well, not too much, just more than usual. So my skin is definitely like, I'll wake up after a Friday night of like a, a bit too much red wine. And I've definitely got some flare ups and like the rosacea is, you know, really there. And, but I think, um, I've tried to keep like still exercising and doing things like that, but it's just not, it's just not the same. It's I feel like, and yeah, and I feel like we're just not exerting ourselves enough maybe during the day. So you're not so tired and you're not, um, socially stimulated and seeing people and chatting and talking and, mm. you know, as much as you usually would. So I just think we're just, I find, I don't, I'm finding it hard to fall asleep and it's all showing on my skin completely. I am not liking yeah. it that I have like had proper. <laughs> Sorry <up>. guys. <laughs> I think I'm on the other end of the scale. So I've actually been drinking less. I think I've, I have maybe one or two drinks in a week. What? I think from the lack huh? of, I know, I think from the lack of drinking has made my tolerance drop even more. I'll have two gin and tonics on a Friday night and I'm sideways. I can't, I can't <laughs> concentrate or I can't speak in proper sentences when I'm on house party or anything like that. So <laughs> I don't know what's happened. I'm a mess. But You're that skin one. Is better. Gonna, your skin is good though. You're so, in that little square sleeping while everyone else is partying because you've had two GNTs and you're out. <laughs> I'm done. Meanwhile, I'm a bottle of Shiraz Deep and I'm like, yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then the other thing, God, there's so many reasons our skin is freaking out right now, but the other thing, and I think this is where people thought their skin would look better, is that you're trying so many new things for your skin. So I think, you know, lockdown happened and everyone's like, oh gosh, this is great. I'm going to relax. I'm going to do a face mask. Well, guess what? You can overdo it with face masks. And it's the same thing with if you're trying too many new products, if you thought the time was right to get in on certain ingredients, or you might be overdoing your routine. You might be just like completely overloading your skin with ingredients and types of products and it is just not loving it. So now that's all well and good to know why your skin's freaking out. So now what do you do? And I think the temptation is to use a lot of products and ingredients to fight the the things that are happening. So, you know, if you're breaking out, you might go, oh my gosh, I need to exfoliate. I need chemical exfoliants. I need to like burn those pimples off. No, stop it. What you actually really need to do is completely strip back your routine to the basics. So you think cleansing and hydrating, and that's probably it for a while until your, your skin gets back on track. You want to pick products that are suited to your skin type, of course. So if your skin is dry, you'll want to use a rich cream because if you use a light cream, you're not, your skin's going to still be dehydrated. And if you're oily, pick something that's more lightweight so that your skin doesn't become too congested. Drink lots of water. Like I know it sounds like the wankiest suggestion, and it's like whenever celebs say, I just drink lots of water. I mean, there's a bloody good reason for it. And that's because it actually does help your skin. So drink lots of water. I think if you want to, if like after a week or so, after a basic routine, you want to bring 
some exfoliating back into the mix, I would say try pick a really um, gentle formulation. So think if you're doing a physical exfoliation, something with smaller granules, like you don't want those big chunky things that are going to like rip your skin to shreds. And if you're going chemical, I'd say don't pick the highest percentage of the AHA and even go for a lactic acid or a mandelic acid, which are more gentle than a glycolic acid. Um, so really like, you know, ease your skin back into it and do not do not scrub hard because your skin does not need any more inflammation or irritation. And I think one of the biggest things is to avoid the active ingredients because, like I said, it's going to be really tempting to go to them to try to help tackle that dullness or the breakouts. Um, but actives, especially when your skin barrier is compromised and your skin's freaking out, the actives can be super irritating and can just do more harm than good. And not really um, related to healing of your skin, but I just wanted to just remind you guys, still wear sunscreen every day, even when you're indoors, because the sunlight penetrates those windows. And so you still want to protect your skin while it's healing. Oh, so there you go, guys. That's why your skin's freaking out. And that's what you can do to help it. Up next, we're going to be talking at home hair coloring. I'm going to see if Jake can convince Iantha and I that it's a good idea to do blonde at home. Jay Edwards is the founder, director, and colorist of Edwards & Co., and most likely the man responsible for those enviously beautiful, glossy, sun-kissed manes you linger on while scrolling through Instagram. With salons in Sydney, Melbourne, Gold Coast, Byron Bay, Jay is a busy man, but he's taken the time out to answer the question we're all toying with. First off, Jay Edwards of Edwards & Co., should we be attempting to dye our hair at home? Look, this is such a heated topic at the moment. Um, Should you color your hair at home? Yes and no. And I say yes and no because right now we're in uncharted waters. So normally I would say definitely not. Let me do it. I'll make you look the best you've ever looked in your whole life. But right now, like, that's not possible. So I, I believe it's my responsibility to be able to equip people with the knowledge and the tools to be able to make themselves feel and look beautiful at home. Um, you know, I, and also like color can be complicated at times and people have different hair types and different hair textures and they can react differently to colors. So like, should you use a box dye? Definitely not. Um, you know, I've been offering FaceTime consults for our clients um, and like, you know, we have a, their color histories on file as well for our existing clients. So we're able to like custom formulate professional hair color and send it out to them. Um, and then if they, you know, I've created a video that explains in detail on how to apply a root color. By no means am I telling anyone to highlight their hair at home, mm. um, but it's just to blend out your regrowth so that you feel fresh. But I, I really do think that it's my responsibility to equip people with that type of knowledge at the moment. Okay. So you said definitely no box dye. What's the difference um, for people listening at home who may not know the difference between the dye that you guys use in salon as opposed to what you would get in a box dye? I guess it's just the ingredient. So box dye is mass produced on an extraordinary level. So they're using much, I guess, cheaper ingredients. And a lot of them have uh, metals in them that can react with your skin and react with your scalp. So, you know, in the professional hair color doesn't have as such bad quality ingredients. So there's less risk of a reaction. And probably less likely to go wrong. I know I've tried some box dyes in the past and my hair tends to throw reds and oranges and I've had, you know, I've tried to go with a lovely natural brown and it's turned out really quite auburn. So I guess yeah. you guys know 
you know, what your client's color, hair color is going to do and what it's like. So you, you guys can essentially prescribe the right color for them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think the FaceTime consults are so important because we are prescribing a color. We're not just saying go and throw this universal color over your head and hope for the best. We're like prescribing the color. We're creating a formula designed specifically for a person. Okay. So we're kind of talking about, so we're not going to do, you're not suggesting we do at-home highlights. No, I would never <laughs> suggest that someone would highlight or belly eyes or own hair at home because that's when you're playing around with bleach or lightener. Yes. Um, and then it will, oh my God, shit will get real. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any burnt off ends and that would no. be a disaster. So what about, so that, like a lot of things can go wrong with at-home dyes and potentially even using, applying the dye that you guys have prescribed. What are some of the things that can go wrong and how do we prevent this if we're going to attempt it at home? I think in terms of like technical, like things that can go wrong is overlapping the color. Um, so it's really important that you only apply it to where you need it. If you, for example, if you do have lighter ends and a darker root and you put the darkness and take it too far down, the blonde parts have potential to go green or gray. Um, so it's really important that you just, you like, you know, you follow my IGTV that I've created and only apply the color where you need it. And even when you're rinsing the color, be really careful not to emulsify it all through the ends. Um, because it's, you just need to rinse it from the root. Um, otherwise the ends of lighter hair can go muddy and just you have to leave it on for the correct processing time if you under process it'll most likely be orange if you over process it'll probably go darker okay so what about I, I feel like brunettes dark hair types that feels like pretty f- like foolproof but what about blondes that seems like a pretty scary yes. area would you suggest blondes doing touch-ups Um, I wouldn't suggest that they do a touch up at home. What I would suggest is they do like a root shadow, which will actually blur out their regrowth and create like a balayage effect. Um, And I do like for me, my clients love doing that because then it looks like a seamless result rather than Mm. a grown out blonde. Um, Mm. That's the most I would tell someone to do. Um, I wouldn't really go beyond doing a root shadow. I wouldn't do lightning at home. <laughs> okay. And on top of dyeing, what are other ways that we can kind of keep our hair colors? Uh, uh, like if we've got hair, color treated hair, how can we keep that looking fresh? Um, so we've created like um, custom designed color kits. So we've got one for copper, one for brunette, one for blonde. And even in the blonde, we've got an ash blonde, a gold blonde. Um, so there's think products you can buy that have like color pigment in them that will keep your color refreshed. Um, a great range is Christoph Robin. Um, they have beautiful toning pots and it ranges from all the way to copper, all the way through to like ash blonde. Um, and then we've curated a pack so that there's a shampoo, a conditioner, a toning pot in that. So that way you'll actually feel like you've just had your color done, which is oh, really amazing. cool. So that's kind of a slightly step back from doing your color at home. Do you think that's like, yeah, absolutely. It's like a, it's just a, it's to help your hair look fresh without going into the dangerous waters of coloring your own hair. <laughs> and can, and can people who, uh, who aren't clients of yours, can they purchase those? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone can purchase our kits from our website. Um, if you just like hit the shop button and go to um, isolation kits and there's loads there to choose from. There's even ones for fine hair, thick hair, frizzy hair, curly hair. So we're really curated any hair concern that someone might have. 
Fantastic. Sounds like you guys have it all sorted. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been like getting there, you know. That's um, been a very quick sure. turnaround. Yeah, I think like I'm one of those people that go into overdrive when things aren't going the way you think they should. So I really just like, I was like, hey, what do we need to do? How do we look after our clients? How do we stay in touch with them? How do we keep them engaged? Um, and, you know, I want to come out the end of this shit show, like as unscathed as I can. Um, so I thought that would be the best way to do that was to create those kits and to keep our clients engaged. Fantastic. Well, Jay, thank you so much for joining us on Get Lippy. We'll put all the information in our show notes. So you, um, our great listeners out there can jump on and track down these kits and have fresh, gorgeous isolation hair. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Iantha, at home hair removal, please tell us. Okay, so the reason why I want to be talking about at-home hair removal today is because clinics around the nation are still shut, but that doesn't mean you can't get on top of your hair removal at home. Also, offline, me, Bettina and Carly, we were talking about how on Airtasker, there's so many people looking for freelance people to come to their house, get beauty treatments, you know, hair removal, waxing, get their nails done. It's something I totally do not recommend. So if you are looking for a way to do it yourself, there are different methods you can try. So instead of getting laser, you can try at-home IPL with a handheld device. So there's two I've tried before. One is the Philips Lumia. It feels really luxurious. It's like you're a clinician on yourself. Um, It's painless. It just feels like a light rubber band zapping your skin, which sounds a lot scarier than it is. It's quick and easy and it works. Another one that I really like is GoBear and it has an automatic function. So say if you're doing a longer area of skin, so say like down your arms or down your legs, it's got an automatic function. So you can just slide the device down your limb and it'll flash automatically when it detects new skin, which I think is really clever. I have to ask, with at-home laser, is it all the same prep as you would for like going to a laser appointment? I need to know more. I've never tried it. I know there's um, some great devices out there. So tell me, how do you prep for that? All you have to do is shave like you normally would and then IPL on your skin. It's a, it's honestly that easy. And safe to use on all areas? All areas. I think the only barrier is super dark skin. I think when you have super dark skin, the device finds it hard to differentiate your skin to your hair. Does that make sense? Whereas right. on like fair to medium skin, even though you've shaved your skin, the device can still recognize where the follicle is. So, Yantha, on the note of at-home laser hair removal, I've tried it before. I think it was like the beginning of last winter because winter's a good time to do it because you can't, if anyone's had laser, you know you should be getting, being out and having sun exposure um, while you're doing it. So winter's prime time for this, but I cannot for the life of me remember the device I used, but I will put it in the show notes. And it, were, it sounds like the ones you've used, Yantha, where it does like the automatic beeping and you slide it along and all the rest. Um, I will say it worked. It definitely worked after like I think five, six weeks. I definitely noticed that my hair, um, like the density was a lot lighter and it, the growth was slower. But I must say as someone who has previously had laser hair removal professionally on other areas, it's a, it's quite different. I think you, you're not going to get the same intensity as you would going professional. Um but it definitely helps. You just have to be patient and like stick with it, I'd say. Totally. Um, but yeah, a good one if you you know want to maintain what you've already started in a professional environment and you don't want to lose the momentum of that because the whole thing with laser is you have to stick to a routine so that 
you get the gradual effects of it. Mm-hmm. So sorry, that was just my two cents. No, that's great. I think something that's less intense or, you know, requires less commitment is waxing. So I think waxing, at-home waxing in particular, it's come a long way. So something like Marzina liquid sugar wax It's basically like wax. You can heat it up in the microwave or in a pot of water, but you actually don't have to heat it up at all if you don't want to. You can use it as it is and say if you've got some left in your skin, you can actually wash it away in water. It dissolves in water. You can just jump in the shower if you feel a little bit sticky and just refresh yourself. That I think is the best thing because I've got this fear in my head about at-home waxing from when I was like a teenager and I don't know whether the wax wasn't hot enough and the strip was just oh on my no. skin and I just didn't know oh how to no. take it off. But I think it's honestly come such a long way in the last like 15 years or so and I think it's easy to use and a great option. That's good to know because I haven't tried at-home waxing since like terrible, a terrible, terrible time in my, you know, when I was probably like 18, 19. And Oh, I just feel like I could never go back there. But this actually sounds like a great formula. If you've heated it up, does it dry and then you remove it? Or do you do use um, like a cloth over the top? Like I need to know all this information. I feel like this is a whole new world for me. What you have to do is pop the sugar wax on your skin, then put a piece of cotton over the top, rub it, you know, with your hands two or three times and then rip it off. Sounds good. <laughs> I know. I love, that it, I love that it dissolves in the shower because, yeah, I've had wax stuck in places that is not ideal. Should, I agree. <laughs> okay and my last option is hair removal creams i think this is the most painless and easiest way to um, remove hair from your body Um, nair is on my radar at the moment there's actually a new product which is sort of like a leg mask which combines the powers of a hair removal cream with a body mask you pop it on for 10 minutes the cream um, makes your hair wash away in the shower it leaves your limbs really nice and soft and that's it it's as easy as that Oh, I love a two-in-one. Yeah, and I'm a big, like, I'm a much bigger fan of a depilatory cream than waxing because there is less room for me injuring myself. (laughs) Totally. But I have to say, I've seen it on other people, do not leave it longer than what they're saying. If they're saying 10 minutes, don't leave it on for longer. I've I've heard from other people um, that it burns the skin you know, especially for people with more sensitive skin types. Not that it burns it as in you're not going to start like, you know, bleeding or anything, but it just irritates your skin to the point where it's, you know, a little bit sensitive, it's itchy. Right. That's so not the so, case of more is more. Follow the absolutely instructions. Absolutely not. Follow the instructions. Yeah, I think for all of these things that is a great advice. <laughs> just follow the instructions, whether you're at home waxing, at home lasering, at home. Hair colouring. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Yeah, colouring, Absolutely follow the instructions all right amazing Anthony. we will put those links to those products in the show notes for you in case you want to get involved in some at-home hair removal we will also put the the links for all of the products we have mentioned here today um but come visit us in our facebook group you can share with us what you've been trying in isolation that's a fun new thing we, we've been doing bettina posting yes. our, our new iso products um i'd love to know new products you've tried in isolation but if it's too many skincare products then just cleanse and hydrate please people and if you're on Instagram and you want to tag us in any of your beauty purchases or that you've been listening, I'm at Carly Ullman. I'm at Eantha Yu. I'm at Bettina Tyrrell. And we will catch you guys next time. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.